Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, May 25th, and we start with local news. Part of a city's planning goals isn't always what's on the agenda from month to month, but in how it plans to shape the community's land use long term. The heart of the Connect Columbia comprehensive plan, first established in 2018, is based on helping to shape growth for years to come in Columbia. The plan takes a three-pronged approach, working as a guideline for decision-making, primarily in regard to transportation, land use, and park space. Another key element to the plan is input generated by the public. The city hosted its second and final public forum for the public this week at Riverwalk Park, The feedback, which will be implemented into proposed updates and changes that will be presented to the Municipal Planning Commission and later Columbia City Council. This is very important because the first step that happens when somebody comes to us with a proposal, the first thing we do is open the book and see if it fits the comp plan. Vice Mayor Randy McBroom said, it has to fit the comp plan if it hopes to move forward, he said. In addition to city leaders and planners, Tuesday's meeting was attended by several citizens and business owners, many of who took advantage of the opportunity to provide input. Oftentimes, when decisions are being made, strategic decisions, you'll hear someone say, Oh, I was never given the opportunity or was asked, and I feel like the city has done a good job in making us aware. And that's not just as a business owner, but as a citizen. Mealtown Coffee Roasters co-owner Chris Coyne said, I like the idea that they are really trying to be intentional with this, he said. Tuesday's meeting, which took place at Riverwalk Farmers Market Pavilion, featured multiple stations with maps detailing each element of the plan. One area included ideas to identify new districts within the city, such as the developing Columbia Arts District, Hatcher Lane, and Riverside neighborhoods. What would you like to see more in those areas, such as more residential, grocery stores, or things like that? Columbia Main Street Director Kelly Johnson said, Like in the Arts District, people want to see the road get done, have more walkability and more places to park. They want to see more mixed use of artists using the commercial space and finding the right people to invest in it, she said. Director of Development Services Paul Keltner said the thing to keep in mind is how each aspect of the plan works together. from having enough roadway infrastructure to service certain land uses, as well as how much park space will be dedicated in the process. They all interrelate to each other, Keltner said. Every three to five years, we want to review this, especially at the fast pace that Columbia is growing, to make sure it is growing with the vision that the community wants to see. It's a very important document because all of the technical and sub-documents look to this plan based on what's going to be built there, he said. Keltner added that input from the public is also of vital importance in shaping the comprehensive plan. We work for the public, and so it's their input that helps direct where it's going, Keltner said. In the end, it's their community, and they are the ones telling us how they want to see it. It's our job then to put it into a form that is adoptable by council, he said. Keltner concluded saying city staff hopes to present an updated plan based on the public feedback sometime in July, when it will go before a planning commission and later city council for a vote. In a follow-up to a story we broke yesterday, citing family concerns, Bobby Sharp has informed school officials and the football team at Columbia Central of his resignation after 15 months as the program's coach. 
Sharp, who accepted the position in February of 2022 after winning 280 games over 34 seasons at Lewis County, spoke with Central Principal Mike Steele on Tuesday morning and with current team members Wednesday morning. There's some things going on with family. I had a chance to go back to Milan, where my wife's from, where I started out, said Sharp, a 2017 Tennessee Football Coaches Association Hall of Fame inductee. Nothing's in concrete, but I did get a call about doing an in-school job, which would certainly be a little easier, and just being an assistant coach, maybe slow down a little bit, me and my wife be able to help with family a little bit, he said. And confirming Sharp's resignation Tuesday, Central Principal Mike Steele announced that former Lions standout Tradarius Goff has been appointed to fill that role as an inter- on an interim basis. For someone like Coach Goff to be available at this time and to have so much love for the school and be surrounded by so many people is a perfect scenario, Steele said regarding the 30-year-old who spent the past two seasons as an assistant at Mount Pleasant. Columbia Central finished 3-7 and in Sharp's first and only season with a 14-13 and over, 14-13 overtime victory against visiting Dixon County in Week 2, a 32-20 decision over Mount Pleasant in Week 6, and a 23-14 win in the season finale Backyard Bowl against Regions 6-5A and Murray County rival Spring Hill. Sharp's hiring in February of 2022 was expected to steady a shaky situation atop the program. Longtime assistant John Moore had led the team through the 2021 season on an interim basis following the July dismissal of Jason Hoth after five years. Moore, Steele said, will continue as an assistant and serve as a mentor to Goff. The great thing I feel good about at Central is we finally got a staff in place that's going to be one of the better staffs I've been around, Sharp said. I felt like if I left now, they were in good shape. I think they've got the best eighth grade bunch coming up that's been through here in a long time. We got everything organized here pretty well. I think they're in good hands. I'd rather do that than go out when it's rock bottom. They're in a new region that they'll be greatly competitive in. I'm going to be excited for Columbia, he said. With the infrastructure that had been put in place for the upcoming season, Steele wasn't uncomfortable with the latest development. I was more thinking this would happen next year after the season, but I was not shocked at all. I was not surprised at all, he said. I'm not bothered at all by the timing I've... I'd have been bothered if it were late June, early July, for the sake of the team, he said. Bobby's a fantastic individual. I've been honored, really, to have spent this year with him just as a man. I wish him the greatest amount of success and peace and happiness, and I think he's excited, too, for the next part of his journey. I think it works out for everybody, he said. Goff, a crucial member of Columbia Central's 2010 Class 5A state championship team, he was named offensive and defensive most valuable player in the title game, was lauded as a legend by both Steele and Sharp as the transition looms. They're not going to find anybody that'll work any harder than him, Sharp said. Being an alumnus, nobody's going to love the program more than him. I think he's going to do everything he can to make sure Columbia Central's successful. He's probably got the best connection of any coach on this staff with these kids. There's a tremendous amount of respect for him. When he tells them they're doing something wrong, they probably listen to him better than any other coach on the staff. That certainly gives him an advantage. These young men have been looking up to him for a long time. He's got a great deal of influence on them, he said. Sharp offered Goff a position upon his arrival at Central, but it wasn't until this past offseason that he and teammate Dre Hall returned to their alma mater as assistants. I've played a lot of ball throughout my life, played for some great coaches, high school and college, Goff said. Being with Kit Hartsfield and Andrew Holcomb at Mount Pleasant these two years, I was able to sit back and observe and soak everything up like a sponge. Coach Sharp was the same way. He was willing to pour everything into me that he had. 
Also, the way I relate to the kids and am able to motivate them to go hard, that makes up for the lack of experience I have. They give me their all. I plan on surrounding myself with good coaches that are going to be loyal to me and have the best interest of the program at heart. Everything's going to be a challenge, but that's just life. There's nothing in life that's easy. Having Sharp sign off on this new assignment, Goff said, means the world. Being the coach he is, I'd go to these clinics with him in the short time I've been back, and every coach in the building knows who he is, Goff said. It just speaks to the type coach he is, the type man he is. He cares about the kids and will do anything for the kids. He's a Hall of Fame coach. It means a lot having his stamp and him thinking I'm the man to carry the torch, he said. After what has been a growing and thriving downtown over the last several years, Mount Pleasant is beginning to see some of the luster wear off, according to some business owners. Three businesses have shut their doors for good or moved to other locations, and two more will soon be moving on as well. The reasons are many, but one common theme among those business owners is concern surrounding the upcoming streetscape project. Donna Morenci of Mount Pleasant Main Street knows it won't be easy to navigate. Honestly, it's going to be a tough year, she said. Most cities that have gone through this, they get through it, and we can too, but we have to be purposeful about it, she said. One business owner said she was very excited about what downtown would look like when the project is completed, and that as a resident, she's excited, but as a business owner, she's worried. I can't wait to see what it looks like when they're done, but right now, I'm losing sleep over what's going to happen when they start working on the road, Cleo Lemberg, owner of Pinch of the Past, said. Morency agreed. Their end result will be positive, not only for businesses, but for shoppers and residents of Mount Pleasant. The streetscape project will include a massive sewer system replacement that's simply necessary for the city to continue to grow, according to Mayor Bill White. The project will run from Mount Pleasant Grill to Church Street, but will be done in small sections so as not to disrupt everything at once. Digging downtown is a social media approach to help businesses by sharing what is expected during the construction, use signage to steer customers to parking locations, and which entrances are easily accessible, city manager Kate Collier said. Mount Pleasant is not the first city to undergo construction in their downtown area. There will be some growing pains, and the Main Street program, along with the city, wants to provide assistance, she said. According to Collier, the engineering firm the city is using also designed Franklin Streetscape over 20 years ago, something she hopes will encourage those business owners during the process. It is all doable, and we will get through it as best as we can, she said. The city is in desperate need of an upgrade of its sewer system, which is what spurred the initial conversation about construction around the town square. Mayor White and the city council agreed that if the need was already there to dig up those existing lines and replace them, why not replace other utilities as well for a cleaner look? We are going to have to dig up the street no matter what, he said. This felt like the perfect opportunity to not only fix what can't be seen, but also what can be seen, he said. The town applied for and was awarded several grants for the project. TDOT awarded the city $1.25 million in Transportation Alternatives Program, or TAP, grant funds in 2018 for the pedestrian improvements. As part of the grant agreement, the city must provide a minimum match of 20% to receive those funds. Phase 1 of the downtown revitalization project will include new accessible sidewalks, ADA-compliant pedestrian ramps, new pedestrian lighting and amenities including benches, trash receptacles, and bike racks. The city bid out the project and opened to bids May 11th, and the sole bidder came in at more than $6 million, while the estimated cost from the engineers was $3 million. The city is working with the Tennessee Department of Transportation and the engineers to determine what the next steps will be. There may be additional grant money, or the city may bid the project out a second time. 
Once that process is complete and work begins, Morenci said it's more crucial than ever to continue to support small local businesses downtown. Eat at the Mount Pleasant Grill. Get a coffee or sandwich at Town Coffee, she said. It may take you five minutes longer, but it will be worth it to keep our small businesses thriving during that time, she said. Santa Fe Unit School marked 100 years with a parade held Saturday, May 20th at the school. A proclamation was also read to mark the special day, with May 20th, 2023 being named Santa Fe School Day. It's been said that Santa Fe School is the best-kept secret in Murray County, the proclamation read. Students that attend Santa Fe School often share how they have a sincere bond that makes them unique. Various speakers addressed the school's history and its impact on the close-knit Santa Fe community. The festivities ended with an alumni basketball game in the school's gymnasium. The school, which opened in 1923, has roots dating back to the 1880s, according to the proclamation. Classes first began in the Masonic Lodge building and the Cook Schoolhouse. Prior to the school's opening, the location served as Santa Fe College. After suffering from a tragic fire in 1922, a brick building was built one year later. This building became Santa Fe School. The K-12 school, which currently serves 600 students, first began as a two-year high school going through the 10th grade, with only four students graduating in 1924. In 1936, lavatories were added to the building for both boys and girls, and the first annual yearbook was published and named. In 1964, the school was again destroyed by fire. The following year, students moved into the newly constructed building that is now known as Santa Fe School. In the fall of 1976, the school was recommended for accreditation by the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools. While both Santa Fe and Spring Hill received the honor at the same time, due to alphabetical order, Santa Fe became known as the first K-12 school in the South to receive the accreditation. For the 2018-2019 school year, Santa Fe reached the honor of being named a State of Tennessee Reward School. The parade last Saturday saw past alumni of all decades gather to mark the occasion, including 93-year-old Colleen Baker Hargrove, who graduated in 1947. Santa Fe is a good community to be in, Baker Hargrove said. Never forget your roots. I love the community, my school, and my teachers, she said. Lisa Ventura, Murray County Public Schools Superintendent of Schools, said she was grateful to attend the centennial celebration. Not every superintendent gets to celebrate something like this, Ventura said. Today, we celebrate not only the longevity of the school, but the success of the school and the community that it calls home. Ventura said all of Murray County Public Schools look at Santa Fe as an example of community involvement and partnership. We can all be proud of the hard work and dedication that has enabled us to reach this milestone, she said. The city of Columbia rededicated a portion of U.S. Highway 31 on Saturday as a Blue Star Memorial Highway with a ceremony at Columbia Fire Station No. 5 in Neapolis. County Commissioner Gabe Howard and Columbia Firefighter Chris Chumley spearheaded the project to move the plaque from behind the fire station on Old Nashville Highway to the front of the station, where it can be seen along the main road. The former monument, dedicated on Veterans Day in 1965, was unfortunately in disrepair, but through the efforts of Howard and Chumley, enough money was raised to have a new monument sign created, but it wasn't an easy process. We applied and were approved to move the new plaque from Old Nashville Highway to its new home. With the help of many friends, the hands-on project took just six days, but the applications and paperwork took over 11 months, Chumley said. Chumley's dedication to completing this project and getting it done in time for the service on Armed Forces Day didn't go unnoticed. 
Chris didn't point out that without his leadership and energy dedicated to this project, it wouldn't have happened, Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder said. When Chumley asked Howard to help with the project, he didn't hesitate, but there was a small problem with his agreeing without much thought. When I was asked to be part of this a year ago, I wasn't sure what a blue star was, but I said yes, Marines tend to do that, he said. I am humbled, honored, and proud to be part of this remarkable presentation, Howard said. The Blue Star program honors all men and women that have served in the United States Armed Forces. This program started with the planting of 8,000 dogwood trees by the New Jersey Council and Garden Clubs in 1944 as a living memorial to veterans of World War II. In 1995, the National Council of State Garden Clubs adopted this program and began a Blue Star highway system that covers thousands of miles across the country. The Blue Star was adopted because it became an icon during World War II. It was seen on flags and banners in the homes of sons and daughters who were away at war, Chumley noted. Mayor Mulder said the Blue Star memorials are special in a way because while there are a number of events and holidays to celebrate veterans and those who died fighting, this honors a different group. To me, the Blue Star is honoring those who were serving actively abroad on our behalf. There are thousands of members of our armed forces serving to protect us and to protect our freedoms, and that's what this means to me, he said. Honoring those individuals was important to both Howard and Chumley, which is why they took this project on. Being a Marine, even though I served a short period of time in the Marine Corps, honoring the sacrifices that military families make, especially here in our community, to get behind those missions and those people and to honor them, Howard said. I've always surrounded myself with mentors and those that I look up to, Chumley added. Many of those are veterans and being able to appreciate and support the men and women who stand up for my family's safety and our freedoms in this country. To be able to give them a new dedication and a new memorial to look at when they pass Columbia Fire Station Number 5 means the world to me, he said. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Everett Aiken Grimmett, 83, a retired owner and operator of Grimmett Home Inspections and a resident of Columbia, died May 22nd at NHC Columbia. Funeral services for Mr. Grimmett will be conducted on Saturday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Cedar Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have mostly sunny skies today with a high of 83 degrees. Winds will be out of the northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect clear skies and a low near 55 degrees. 
Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. 
And now news from around the state. Road construction will not delay motorists as they travel Tennessee's highways this Memorial Day weekend. The Tennessee Department of Transportation will suspend all construction-related lane closures on interstates and state routes beginning at noon on Friday, May 26th through 6 a.m. on Tuesday, May 30th. This will provide maximum roadway capacity for motorists expecting to travel in the state this Memorial Day weekend. Suspending construction-related lane closures during the Memorial Day weekend will lessen congestion and delays on Tennessee's major highways, said Commissioner Book Ellie. We want to do our part to help everyone have an enjoyable and safe holiday weekend and keep traffic flowing as smoothly and efficiently as possible, he said. Motorists may still encounter some lane closures or restrictions while traveling through long-term construction projects. In addition, drivers should know that reduced speed limits will be in effect in work zones. Drivers convicted of speeding through work zones where workers are present face a fine of up to $500, plus court fees and possible increased insurance premiums. AAA predicts 751,000 Tennesseans will hit the road for Memorial Day weekend. That's 40,500 more than last year during the long holiday travel period. Gas prices are trending slightly lower as over 751,000 Tennesseans are forecast to take a road trip over the Memorial Day weekend. The Tennessee gas price average is now $3.12, which is 21 cents less less expensive than one month ago and $1.17 less than one year ago. Tennesseans planning a holiday road trip this weekend will spend a dollar per gallon less at the pump than they did last Memorial Day, said Megan Cooper, spokeswoman for AAA, the auto club group. It's likely that gas prices across the state will continue to fluctuate this week. However, it looks like most of the expected changes should be favorable for drivers. The even better news is that it is highly unlikely prices will come anywhere near last year's state average of $4.27 per gallon for the holiday weekend. Here's some quick facts. 33% of Tennessee gas stations have prices below $3. The lowest 10% of pump prices are $2.88 for regular unleaded. The highest 10% of pump prices are $3.50 for regular unleaded. Tennessee is the sixth least expensive market in the nation. Watch the South grow. The U.S. Census Bureau recently released data on the fastest-growing cities in the nation, and southern cities dominated the list. Of the 15 fastest-growing cities in the nation, according to vintage 2022 population estimates released by the U.S. Census Bureau this week, nine are in the South, signaling a growth spurt in larger southern cities, but also an increase in smaller communities around the South. Six of those nine cities were in Texas alone, but North Carolina also made it onto the list of number 15 with Charlotte. Here's a look at the growth in cities and towns across the southern region. America continues to be a nation of small towns. Nearly 40% of the United States population lives in 4.1% of cities with populations of 50,000 or more. But growth still came for small-town USA, especially in the south. On average, small towns experienced uneven growth across different regions. Small towns in the south grew by 0.4%. Northeast small towns declined by 0.4%. Midwest small towns declined by 0.2% and western small towns saw the largest growth with 20, from 2021 to 2022, with an increase of 0.5%. The top 10 most populous U.S. cities, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, Philadelphia, San Antonio, San Diego, Dallas, and Austin. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Murray County Public Schools' summer meal program will offer free meals to anyone 18 years of age or younger this June. The program runs from June 1st through the 30th and will offer breakfast from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. and lunch from 11 to 12.30 p.m. Adults can buy breakfast for $3 and lunch for $4. Site-serving meals include Brown Elementary, Randolph Howell Elementary, Mount Pleasant Elementary, Riverside Elementary. There are no forms to fill out. You can learn more by visiting www.murrayk12.org. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOMWKRM Radio. I'll be back on uh, tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.